Good evening. I'm going to take the liberty this evening to preach on a passage that we've not yet read, but one we will read together soon enough. And so I want to invite you now to prepare your hearts for what is yet to come this evening. Because in a few moments, we're going to stand before God. And we're going to read, but I want you not only to read, but I want you to pray and to own Psalm 51 for yourselves. It's a psalm that acknowledges our sinfulness, a psalm that appeals to God's mercy, and a psalm that seeks His abundant forgiveness. It's believed that King David wrote Psalm 51 after he had been convicted by Nathan the prophet. You see, King David was an adulterer. He was a sexual predator who used his power to take another man's wife. You see, King David was a murderer. And he used that same power that that stole a man's wife. He used it to have that same man discreetly killed. And after trying to cover up these misdeeds, David is confronted by the prophet Nathan, and his heart is convicted of his sinfulness, and he repents before the Lord in sackcloth and ashes. And so David writes in Psalm 51, he says, my sin is ever before me, and he means it, he sees it, the daily reminder of the life he destroyed. And so when David writes, against you only have I sinned, Lord. Against you only have I done what is evil. He means it. He's committed a grievous evil. Not only killing a man, but doing so as the spiritual leader of God's chosen people, the Israelites. And so when David cries out, I was brought forth in iniquity And in sin did my mother conceive me. He recognizes that this this turning from God is nothing new, but something that has been in him from the moment he was conceived. We have here in this psalm, Psalm 51, the overflow of a contrite and humble heart. We have here a man who has wrestled with this egregious sin, and he's confessing it to God in what could seem like a desperate appeal for mercy. But the amazing thing is the boldness that David has to ask for mercy. And not just a little bit of mercy, mind you. He's asking for the whole thing. He wants to be washed whiter than snow. He wants to be freed from all iniquity. He asks God to give him a clean heart and a right spirit He asked to be granted a place even in the very presence of God. An evil man seeking to dwell with the holy God. And an evil man rejoicing with joy in his salvation. This is a bold ask for a sinner like David. To seek the forgiveness of a righteous and just God. But David, you see, knows the character of God. He knows that God is steadfast in love and abundant in mercy. 
This is indeed a God who forgives sin and cleanses sinners, even sinners as egregious and calculating as David. And so on Ash Wednesday, we come here, and as, as part of our prayers, we pray together Psalm 51, that we too might recognize our own sin, that we too might seek the steadfast and abundant mercy of God. However, I think there is a danger in trying to identify with David this evening. I think it has the potential to actually undermine the repentance that we really need. You see, David was an exceptional sinner, murderer, statutory rape. The list goes on and on with David. But I'm guessing that these are sins that we can't really identify with. These are exceptional sins. But our sins are, are nothing short of mundane, frankly, in comparison. Perhaps we're lustful. Perhaps we might have some hateful words, maybe even a little cheating on our taxes or a, a brief burst of anger. But these aren't the big ones. Like David, I think sometimes we come to Ash Wednesday and we come to this Lenten season looking for the big ones in our life. Trying to search out those, those big ones, those dramatic ones. And when we, we do that, we completely miss the underlying problems of our ordinary, run-of-the-mill, sinful selves. The problem for most of us isn't that we're exceptional sinners, not at all. In fact, we've become pretty good, I'm guessing, at avoiding exceptional sin. I mean, when was the last time you got even so much as a speeding ticket? Right? We've come, we, we, we've gotten really good at avoiding exceptional sin, but we've become pretty comfortable with unexceptional sin. For most of us, the problem isn't raging, uncontrolled anger, unsatiable lust, or an abundance of greed. No, for most of us, the problem is we're water cooler gossipers. We're grudge-holding spouses. We're judgmental Pharisees and, and social media slanderers. Our sin, for the most part, isn't a product of hating God or hating our spouse or hating our neighbors. No, it's the result of loving others carelessly and unintentionally. We come to this Lenten season having loved God, loved our neighbors and our spouses and our friends. We've, we've loved them very sparingly and half-heartedly, haven't we? Rather than a sudden and dramatic fall from grace, we instead find ourselves in a slow erosion of relationship, relationship with God, with family, with our friends, with our neighbors, perhaps even with life itself. We are becoming, as Pink Floyd famously sung, comfortably numb. That's the product of routine, day in and day out, mundane sin. And we miss the fact that we're really only ordinary and consistent sinners. If we think we're exceptional sinners, we'll miss the fact that we're really just ordinary sinners 
and we'll continue our drift into mediocrity. That, friends, is the challenge for us on this Ash Wednesday as we head into this Lenten season is that, that our sin um, doesn't have to be dramatic to ruin our lives, to ruin our relationships. It can be ordinary and mundane. We've got to realize that actually our sinfulness is not even something we do, but it's part and parcel of who we are. And for some, this leads to dreadful and exceptional actions. But for most of us, it leads to an ordinary and consistent failure to love. But sin, in all of its manifestations, the dramatic and the ordinary, is a death sentence that separates us from God, separates us from our loved ones, and separates us from our neighbors. And so we have the importance of praying a prayer like Psalm 51. It's not because we are sinners like David, but it's because we worship the same God that David worships. We worship a God who desires our broken hearts and our contrite spirits, a God who longs for the songs of our tongues and the praises of our lips. We pray Psalm 51 because we worship a God who longs to forgive us. Not only the exceptional sinners, but the ordinary ones as well. What we see is that Jesus' death not only crucifies murderous hearts, but also gossiping tongues. And his resurrection gives life not only to the dramatically fallen, but to the comfortably numb. And so as we come together in repentance and contrition on this Ash Wednesday, it's my prayer that we'll be reminded of our mundane, day in and day out sin. The sins that drive a slow wedge between us and God, between our loved ones and our neighbors. Take a moment and think about those. Not the big and dramatic, but the ordinary and mundane. The things that are driving you out of relationship with your spouse. The things that are alienating your friends, your co-workers, your classmates in school. The things that have driven a rift in your family. And the things that are leading you on a slow and distant trek away from God. What are these small things that are driving you apart? Because here's the deal, friend. Jesus' blood is shed for ordinary sinners. It's shed for these sins. Yes, the exceptional. Yes, the dramatic. But mostly for these things that are separating us from God. As we approach the cross this Lenten season, let us approach it with these ordinary sins in full view and rely and cling to and draw on the extraordinary mercy of our Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Lord, as we um, prepare our hearts uh, to receive these ashes and to Pray this psalm of David. Um, 
pray, Lord, as strange as it may be, that you would put our sins ever before us. Not just the big ones, Lord, but the ordinary and mundane. That we might turn from them and turn back to you. By the power of the Holy Spirit, and by the mercy of your crucified and resurrected Son, Jesus Christ.